Hey! Hi, Mr. Barish. Nice to finally talk to you. No, Mr. Barish, give me a break. It's Brett. Brett, Brett, it's a pleasure. How you been? Good. I love your background. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it too. <laughs> you, and and uh, is it, what, what you're wearing right now? It looks oh. like you got gold and blue on and yeah. rosé. It's my, my little dressing gown. I love it. It's got all the colors of uh, my bottles. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's got, it's got the blue, it's got the gold, um, and the white as well. So, you know, I came prepared. Kid, I, I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you. Uh, I, I, well, first, are you in, where are you right now? Right now I'm in London. Okay. So, uh, so you know who I am and your fans do. I own a whole bunch of liquor brands. Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion, Pass Brands, Ace of Spades, Doucet. Um, I get to interview and talk to people through this medium, which we call self-made. It's everybody from Post Malone to, to, to uh, Lil Wayne to, uh, God, uh, Moneybag Yo, business people like yourself, all sorts of people. And, and at the end of the day, I ask them, the first question I always ask, kid, I'll ask you the same thing. What does self-made mean to you? Ah. Uh. For me, self-made is like when you look in the mirror and you, you see a man um, or a woman, depending who you are. It's when you are a man that you're proud of. You know, self-made is an inner feeling. I, don't, I wouldn't attach it to success and to financial terms, but for me, it's an inner feeling. You know, and I'll give you an example. If, let's say, for example, someone goes through some mental health and they're really suffering and they're able to get themselves out of that situation, that is a self-made person right there. You know, so it really starts from the inside. Uh, so to me, is when you look at yourself and you're just like, yeah, I'm proud of this person. Do, do you remember a moment that, that you can think about that, that you were most proud of yourself? Yeah, I actually, um, I, so the, the example I gave about the mental health, I went through that um, after I did the Big Brother show. Um, and prior to that, I, I didn't really recognize mental health. I thought things like anxiety, panic attack was just like a word that didn't, it wasn't a real thing. But um, about eight weeks after the show, I was lying on my bed and I, like, I love telling the story. I've done a TED talk on this actually. I was lying on my bed um, speaking to my cousin and um, I was in a really good mood, great spirit, you know, energetic. And I got up to go to the toilet and I started shaking and my mouth was drying up. I felt dizzy and I was really confused of, of, you know, where this came from or what was going on. So I called my doctor, you know, and um, she knew instantly it wasn't COVID because this was during the pandemic. Um, she checked my BP. It was like what, uh, 210 over 110. It was crazy. It was through the roof. And, um, you know, I went to different hospitals around the world, to Dubai, to Turkey. And it took one conversation with my doctor in London to tell me that all I had was a panic attack. And I'd never experienced that before. So... I went through months of just not knowing where this sudden fear, sudden vulnerability, this sudden like feeling came from because I'm quite a macho kind of guy. So I, I was really confused of how this all started. Um, so it took me a while to really get myself out of that and to understand that, you know, what, what I went through was normal and it's okay to be vulnerable, you know, and that's really taught me a lot of lessons. And one of them is how to be in touch with my emotional side. So. I think that will probably be the one time that I, I could say I'm most proud of myself was, was getting my... It, 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 so just focusing on that, do you, do you know what, what, like, was the, what, what the cause was? Was it the show? Was it the anxiety of it? What... So 
the thing is, because it happened eight weeks after, I, I had to rule out the fact that it was the show. Um, I still don't know to this day what really caused it, but what I do know is that, for example, whenever I got a headache, um, and again, I'm proud to say this, I always thought of the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Pain in my left chest. I would think, oh my God, a heart attack is coming. And I think, I, I, I think the, the thought of just constantly thinking about those things led to something bigger, you know, um, but I can't really pinpoint and why and how that started exactly. But what I do know is I've learned to manage it, you know? And so now, now the idea that you've come through the other side, so why speak about it? You know what I mean? Why be transparent about it? What makes you d decide, you know what, I want people to know this? You know what I mean? Because the truth, look, the perception of someone in my society, someone like me, who's a privileged guy, the perception, especially in Africa, is that we don't have feelings and we don't go through yep. things humans go through. You know, everybody sees my life and says, oh, this guy is good, man. He's got no worries. He's financially okay. His life is perfect. And for a long time, I had to hold that in. I, I had to be strong to my, to my millions of fans across the world. They had to see someone that is strong. You know, so I couldn't... I couldn't talk to anyone about this. My father's a very strong man. I've got a very strong family. So I couldn't really go to um, my, my, my parents about it. So it, it, I kept it all in and I had to dig deep within my body to find a way out. And not a lot of people know that, but I have to say the story because I really want to inspire all the other people out there that are like me, that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to talk about your vulnerabilities. Do, do you think, so when, when I ask people, everyone has a struggle. Everyone has something that they got to fight through, whether you're successful, uh, whether you're, you're not successful and you want to get there, whether, you, whether it's an easier ride than others. What do you think your struggle is? My struggle is the fact that, you know, I'm always prejudged before someone meets me. You know, they yep. see me and they see the, the family history in the background and they've already come up with a, an explanation of, of who I am. And most times when I speak to people, they're completely flabbergasted of, of, of how I'm not what they perceive me to be. You know, so my, my struggle is the fact that I don't, uh, I don't get a level playing ground. I'm yep. already pedestal or something that for me um, is kind of unfair. But then again, I don't complain about it because, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you kind of just keep it moving. When when you're 15 years old, sitting around the dinner table with your family, what was the discussion about? So that's the thing. Um, I don't, not to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever sat down with my mom and dad divorced in '99, so I yeah. don't think I sat down with my whole family at one table. You know, um, we're, we're very individual. I've been going to boarding school since I was six years old. Um, and I, since I was an infant, basically. And that's kind of how it's been. I've just always been alone. And I've taken nothing away from my parents. They've done a fantastic job to raise me and to give me a safety net. Um, but I really have been by myself, dealing with a lot of things by myself. Like, I am... I don't want to say I'm a one-man show, because, you know, that's not entirely true. But Sure. I, I, I honestly have been dealing with a lot of things by myself, you know, going to boarding school at six years old, things like half terms. I would go to my friend's house, you know, the other white kids, they would look after me during half terms and stuff. 
Um, so I, I haven't really had a family dinner with my family in probably two decades or something. It, it, when, when you think about, because I do this a lot now, um, and I think about my own parents, what do you think your mom has given in you, and what do you think your dad has given you? Oh, my mom has given me the compassionate side. She's, she's, she's given me what, how to respect everybody from the ground up. You know, whether it's um, a postman, whether it's a, you know, a guy cleaning the street, she's made me respect and resonate with everybody, you know, and see people as equal. And that's the side that that is the most strongest part of me is the fact that no matter who you are, I'm going to love, respect you. You know, I'm, I, I will yep. give you the day. Um, even when I meet homeless people on the street, um, I actually take time to talk to them because one thing I realize is that it's not about just giving money. It's about some of them just want to feel like a human, like you notice them. And most people just walk by. And I stand there and I talk to them and I understand them and I smile and, 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 and I, I, I walk. And that makes them feel... Like, okay, wow, someone does recognize me. So my mom has really given me that side. And for my father, my father has given me the confidence, the, the characteristic, um, the personality, and someone that can just be strong, you know, and learn to deal with things by yourself, which I think is very important in, in, in this modern society. What did you want to be when you were little? So it changed. Um, at one point, it was an actor, um, which is still kind of the case. Then it changed into a footballer. Um, then I changed into a rapper, um, then then a school teacher, and it, it was in that order, by the way. It, it, you know, wow. what I mean? it, honestly, it was weird. I, I love the idea of helping other people and 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 seeing the reaction on the students' faces when they're able to understand and master something you've taught them. So I really love that side of teaching. So at one point, I was like, you know what, I want to be the greatest teacher ever, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach people how to do amazing things. So, yeah. And I, uh, a footballer, uh, a musician, and uh, and a teacher. It, it, um, can you see the, Can you see yourself teaching one day? Absolutely. I think for me, teaching doesn't have to be in a, in the classroom. You know, I I, I kind of do that with my fans now. Um, I teach them about mental health. I teach them about confidence. I teach them about business. I teach them about how to just you know not focus on what other people are doing and focus on yourself and that's through my you know my my lives um whether i post a picture or a caption so i kind of feel like i'm doing that already did, did did the big brother experience are you happy you did it oh absolutely um definitely and and again the story is pretty weird of how it happened um so this was during the pandemic uh, 2020 in March, I just finished my national youth service. It's like an army service in Nigeria that you have to do. And I bought a house in London um, and I was kind of done with Nigeria. Like I, I, I was fed up and I really wanted to go back to London and to, to, to be around this crowd and to get a bit of cold weather. So I bought a house and booked a flight um, and British Airways just canceled my flight. It was canceled. And I said, fine, I booked another one. And then one day I was on Facebook because there was absolutely nothing going on in the world then. There was no sporting events. There was nothing. So I was on Facebook one day and I saw an ad, a sponsored ad that said, submit a two-minute online video um, of why you feel you should be in the Big Brother house. And I was like, you know what? This would be easy. I can, I can, if I get in, I can, I can walk all over this. So I applied. But bear in mind, I, my mind was made up. I wanted to leave the country and I was going to leave no matter what. So I was waiting to see if BA would actually you know, put me on the flight. They cancelled. I got through to the, um, past the first stage of the process. I was like, whatever. I still want to leave. I don't care. 
VA cancelled my flight for the third time. I got through to the next stage of the process. I was like, whatever, I still want to leave. I booked another flight for the fourth time and I got through to the third stage of the process. But I, at this point, I still said, I still want to go because I want to be in London. So I booked another flight because I'm a very persistent guy. But again, I got through to the final stage of the process. So I kind of sat down and thought about it and, and I was like, this is a sign from God. It's kind of meant to be. Like, it's meant to be. So, funny enough, BA actually cancelled my last flight and I decided to go into the Big Brother house. And the day I left, the, the, the night before I left, um, I went to see my dad to kind of get his blessing. It's kind of courtesy to get, your, you know, your parents' blessing in, in, in Africa. Did you, and, hold on, hold on. Did you think he'd give it to you? He kicked me out of the house. <laughs> Honestly, we usually, like, leave my house, don't come back. If you go on that show... You know, he said all those kind of things. And to this day, I always think about that interaction I had with my dad. And I realized that that was the reaction I think I wanted. Mm. Because it was very easy for him to be like, you know what, son, I love you. Go for the show. I'm, you have my blessing. But the fact that it was the complete opposite, it kind of made me more hungry to become something. It, it made me more hungry. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you. Don't worry, when I come out, you're going to be proud. I said that in my mind, you know. And when I came out, the first time in my life, my dad said to me, um, I'm proud of you, son. And that kind of just broke me down in a way. And uh, we, 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 we are like best of friends. We have an amazing relationship, you know. And you think it's because and it, that the show helped that? I think, my, I think my dad has finally seen a man. I think before, I was just a privileged kid that I was living in this house, a privileged kid. He probably looked at me as like, because you know, my dad's story is crazy. I mean, he had polio in his leg and he came from the village, a poor background, and he ran away to the city, you know, long story short. So his background is very difficult. Um, so I, I, I'm almost certain that he saw me as, just, this is just a privileged kid. That I, 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 you know? I, I, I'm just curious on this kid. Did, did, did you tend to go to him to get his approval, hoping to have his approval on things? Never. I was too stubborn to, to go to him for anything because I wanted him to see that I can do it by myself. Yeah. So I would never go to him for approval um, for, uh, for anything. I, I kind of wanted him, just, you know, wanted him to see me and just be proud. But I never did enough things for him to, to see anything. And I felt like going into the show and doing all the things I've done after the show, he's kind of sat back and he's just seen Amanda. He's seen a, uh, his son de develop from a boy to a man and I think when he said he's proud of me I really felt that because yeah I was proud of myself I was like you know what I'm proud of my that was the first time that I became proud of myself and now people say all the time you know when you look good or when you have a little achievement you say I'm proud of myself but I really felt it I really felt it you know which was what, what did you ask your mom for approval um, you know, mothers will be mothers. She, she always supported me. She, you know, she said, son, do your thing. I'm always going to support you. But funny enough, right, and this is no disrespect to my family or anything, but none of them actually supported me, um, apart from my cousin, who, who I spoke to every day about it. He was like, bro, do this thing. You're going to kill it. Everyone else, my uncles, my aunties were like, don't do it, don't do it. Doesn't that, but, but isn't that the, to me, that's the biggest energy boost you could possibly have is hearing somebody tell you don't do it you go and freaking do it and you blow it away absolutely and that's actually one thing i love about you is the fact that um you have this not give a fuck attitudes um for example you don't you would just launch a product into the market not not caring of what the market thinks and and then just see how it goes and 
I'm, I, I'm like that also with, with all the brands and businesses I've started. I haven't done market research. I haven't asked for approval. I've just launched it straight away. You know, with my cocktail, I just you're good. You know, it's, it's that, it's, it's, it's that not give a fuck attitude and how you be able to, how you channel that into something productive. Yep. I, I fuck with that so much. And that's something that needs to be taught in school because I don't think people understand how powerful that is to not care Correct. about what is going on around you. And just to do, people have such a fear of doing things based on what other people will think. And that's Correct. What, well, I, 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 you'll appreciate this because I know you're a fan of music, but 99% of the people in the music space I've ever talked to, and I'll ask them, I'll always ask because I'm curious, their number one biggest commercial hit, they never expected it to be that song. Yeah. Never. And it, it's just put the shit out there. Just put it out. Because exactly. you don't know what you have until you put it out there. Yeah. So that's something I love about you. It's, 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 it's really something I want to learn more. So when someone, so kid, when someone says, when you introduce yourself, if people don't know who you are, what's the, what's the first word that you use to describe yourself, what you do, what you want to be known as? So the first thing I say is, is, is hi, I'm kid. And they ask, what do you do? I say, I'm in show business. Um, because what I do is I show my business. I show my brand. I show myself. Um, so for them to really understand simply, it's just show business. And then, of course, we talk about it and we go into it in more detail. Is, is the business side, you being on the agricultural company, you doing businesses, is that just as important as the entertainment side? Absolutely. It's almost like it's two split personalities. I mean, there's kids, the entertainer, and kid, the brand. Then there's also kid, the businessman. Um, you know, I've got two companies. One is um, Kid W and Co, and the other is the, uh, the agricultural business. And the Kid W and Co is one that I launched recently, um, a couple of months ago, uh, and that's doing super well. And, and that's really kind of been one of my main focuses. And of course, my brand, being a celebrity and being a, um, an ambassador and stuff, I'm very much focused on that also. It is, if you had to pick one, could you? If you had, no, I shouldn't say could you. What would you pick? One thing to focus on. Well, that's, I mean, the, the thing is, I, I actually couldn't just pick one because they kind of go hand in hand. I'm so good at what I do that I don't really see it as, oh, this is business. Okay, I've got to completely change. Oh, this has been a, uh, a celebrity. I've got to completely change. I'm still the same person. I just know how to channel both energies into two things. So I, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't pick one. I love both of them. It's really what makes me me. Tell me, how, how, how is music an important part of your life? Oh, music is so important. I mean, um, music is actually what got me through um, my mental health state. Um, every time I felt like I was going through an episode, I, I listened to um, music. And one of the songs in particular was J. Cole, Sancho Pay. Um, that is the song that I love. Um, so music is an escape. It, it, it elevates my soul. It takes me to a different world. It makes me connect to my subconscious self that my conscious I cannot connect to. So for music is, is, is part of my system. I, I, I just, it, it, it's, it's part of my DNA and my, the very fabric of me, you know? So who today are you listening to that inspires you? Um, so my music category is very, very broad. Like, I mean, I go from hip hop to, to, to rock music and to blues and to house and techno. I have such a broad spectrum of music that I love. And, and someone that really inspires me again is, 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 is J. Cole and, 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 and his lyrics and his wordplay. 
Um, so yeah, I'm a massive J. Cole fan, one of my favorite artists, and he's the kind of guy that I kind of go to for, uh, for inspiration. How about, uh, are you a fan of Afrobeats? Oh, I love Afrobeats, of course. It's, so, it's, yeah. who's, uh, give me your opinion, because I get to interview all these people. Who's the king of Afrobeats today? We have three male kings. We have three kings. I don't believe in, there's only one king. There are three kings, and that's my guy David O, Burner Boy, and Whiskey. There's three kings right there, and I think the throne is big enough to be shared, and there's enough crown to go around. So, but the thing about it, right, you, you, have, you have these three kings, but you have a lot of princes. Who? Give me some. You've got Fireboy, you've got Omalay, you've got Rema, um, you've got Joe Boy, you've got, you, you, you've got so many of them that are up and coming um, that are really knocking on that king's door. So the, the industry now is extremely healthy, and I'm so proud of how far Afrobeast has come and, and where it's going. So shout out to all the Afrobeast stars out there. You guys are killing it. If, if um, from, from your own, uh, from your fans, what would what do they all have in common that they're following you that they support you what do they see in you that gives that gives them a reason you know what i i love this guy so i think i've made my fans kind of understand that life isn't all so serious like you can have fun and you can just love yourself i've also made them feel like it's okay to be vulnerable because yeah. everybody has a strong head in Nigeria. Everybody wants to seem strong and no one wants to show weakness and vulnerabilities. I've told my fans that guys, it's okay to feel vulnerable. Use that vulnerability to your strength. It's not a weakness, use that to your strength. So I've made them more human and more fun and more of their life. And I think they really respect that of me. I think they really feel like, you know what? Kid has actually changed me as a human being. And I love that. If, um... You mentioned your cousin, I think, as someone being in your corner. Who who are two other people that have been there from day one, supporting you, always been there, always saying, go do it, always saying, go try it? So, honestly, uh, there's, two, there's only two people. One is my cousin, Biggie, and other is my really good friend, um, Timmy. Um, these are the two people who actually always realized my potential. You know, and, and Timmy, I, I went to university with him, and... From then, he's always said, kids, you're going to be a star. Trust me. And I, I always knew it. But it's, it hits different when someone else tells you. Yep. And he kid, you're going to be a star. Kid, you're going to be a star. Kid, you're going to be a star. And then when it happened, he was like, cool, told you so. You know, so he's always been there in my corner. And of course, Biggie as well. Biggie's my top G. Like, we stick about everything. So I have a lot of respect to him. So what's next? The next six months, what's the goal? So I've just done... Uh, an amazing new show with, I can't mention his name, but um, do you watch a show called Succession? Of course. Right, with, um, can I, will I get in trouble? Okay, fuck it, whatever. Um, with Logan. So, yeah, with Logan. So, you know, we, we've done something, it's going to be amazing. Um, and we started filming that in June, we finished, and it's going to come out in September. And that is, you know, Succession is my favorite show. So the fact that that opportunity came, that just, I was like, wow. But it's an acting role. It's actually a documentary. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't talk too much about it, but it, it's coming out in September and it's going to be amazing. And uh, I've got other things that I'm filming and I'm really focusing on on-camera stuff. Um, so the next six months is going to be crazy. Um, filming, filming, filming. The business is blowing up. Um, the brand is growing. Um, relationships are building. So I'm really just enjoying the space I'm in now. Uh, on a side note, because uh, I'm going to hit Nikki. Do you know Nikki Slimting? 
I don't actually. Oh, Maybe by he's he's a wicked he's a wicked director in the UK. He's oh, amazing. Wow. He's amazing. I'll hook you up. So what? So, um, uh, would you go on another reality show? I wouldn't go. You know what? I, I actually would. I actually would if it kind of. For me, I go on based on how I'm feeling in that exact moment. I, I really go on based on feelings. If I got a call for um, Love Island, I would do Love Island because I knew I would kill it. I would, I would bring such a crazy personality to that kind of show. I would blow it up. I feel like anything I do will be a blessing to any production. So I would definitely do a reality show because I know what I can give to it. My daughter wants to do that show too. <laughs> oh, it's In UK, it's the biggest show in UK really really popular and it's a good way to sort of obviously out there um but it takes a lot of focus because most of them after don't they kind of fall off a little bit after so, so what's the so for those for those people out there who look at at wanting to do on, be on a reality show which i think are great i think if you can parlay that into more for you god bless it's awesome where's the downside the downside is, is that you really have to be ready for that life yeah You're, People say, oh, I want to be, you know, they look at celebrities and think, oh my God, wow, glitz and glamour and private jets and, and everything. But you, the opportunity cost of that is being a normal person, be able to walk down the street, you know, not looking your best and just go get a drink from, from the shop. You know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't walk in the streets of Nigeria and uh, in most places in Africa. And you need to be ready to give up that privacy because you're no longer, you no longer have a private life. Your, your life is shared with millions of people across the world. Now, that looks great. It looks great, it looks appealing. But when you actually go there, you start to, to, to realize that this is a very lonely world. So you need to really be ready to give up your privacy. Do you remember the first time someone recognized you? Um, yes, so when I first came out of the show, um, the security asked for pictures, they were like, ecstatic to see me. I was really confused. I was like, um, yeah, sure. I didn't even know how to pose in the picture. I was like, trying to smile, grin, trying to look cool. My face was all over the place. So, as soon as I got out, all the security were taking pictures of me. And then when I had the building, it's like a production in the building. Boom. Like, there's a gate and everyone was screaming my name. Kid, 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 kid. And I was just like, okay, this is the new me now. And instantly, I fell into that role of, okay, this is me now. I embraced it. it, it isn't it a, isn't, I mean, to me, if someone, if I'm at a grocery store wearing a bamboo hat or a Bel Air shirt and someone recognizes the brand, I think I, I, I get goosebumps. It, it never gets old. Is it the same today for you? Absolutely. Listen, I, I, have, I have a group of people that prays for me every single Friday. It's amazing. They, this is two years on. They pray for me. Every single Friday, even every single day, they send me tweets. Hey, kid, good morning. Want to just pray for you. We have a blessed day. Stay safe. Stay in love. We care about you. Every single day, that tweet goes out. Every Friday, they have a session where they pray for me. My fans are the most amazing, craziest, loving people. The fact that they still give me their time and energy to, for, you know, to this one person is beyond belief. Like, it gives me goosebumps. They send gifts to my house. It's awesome. Like, I don't know how they always know when I feel down or when I feel sad. 
but that is a time when gift starts coming in and they just lift my spirit up. It's crazy and I love them so much. I still get goosebumps. I think it's amazing. Kenwaya, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think your honesty, you're transparent. Um, you have your own demons like we all do and, you gotta, and you're telling everybody you gotta fight through them and you'll get there. Um, and you've shown me, because I was thinking about you with all the different directions you go, and your, your comment that, you know what, they're all linked and it's, it comes back to me pushing me and pushing my celebrity or pushing my showbiz or pushing that. That just shows you can do more than one thing. People can do more than one thing and you're doing it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan. Congratulations on all your success. Continue doing it. Continue to believe in you. And, and, and uh, God bless your father for saying don't do it because uh, sometimes proving people wrong like that is just a blessing. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. It's such an honor to speak to an amazing, great man like yourself. And uh, I hope we can connect more in different ways. Definitely. I, I look forward to either seeing the UK or in, in Nigeria and uh, keep drinking, all right? Yes, sir. And Take guys, care, I'm everybody. There you go. Cheers, cheers. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, everybody.